Friends, we can all listen to the sunny side of sports. Great show, bro. This is sunny side of sports. Right here on the Voice of America. Voice of America. Sporty greetings to all our Voice of America listeners. And happy Friday. This is VOA's Sonny Young in Washington. Welcome to the November 4th edition of the Sunny Side of Sports. The 51st New York City Marathon returns to full force on Sunday for the first time in two years. Joining us now with a preview is VOA's Gwen Uden. Sporty greetings, Gwen. Sporty greetings, Sonny. The New York City Marathon was canceled in 2020 and downsized last year due to the coronavirus pandemic. But now the world's largest and most iconic running event is back to full capacity in the Big Apple. This week, city officials gathered in Central Park to kick off the marathon and painted the town red and yellow, green and blue to mark the lines that will guide runners to the finish. And New York's Department of Transportation Commissioner Yadonis Rodriguez said the ceremonial painting sends a message that the marathon is back to its glory years before COVID. This year, more than ever, returning with a full capacity, as we heard before, 50,000 runners. It will be incredible moving to see runners across the globe representing many dreams, individuals that represent many countries. They will be here in New York City showing how only New York City can come back from COVID. The Department of Transportation will use 50 gallons of blue paint to trace the 26.2-mile route that begins in Staten Island and runs through five New York boroughs to the finish line in Manhattan Central Park. 50,000 runners will participate in this year's race, including the return of international athletes who make up about 40% of this year's field. More than 1 million spectators and Thousands more volunteers are expected to line the streets to cheer the runners on. And NYPD Chief of Counterterrorism Martin Matarazzo says plainclothes officers will stand among them. We will be deploying heavy weapons teams and explosion, explosive detection canines and our bomb squad along the, the entire route. Explosive trace detection equipment and handheld wands will be used at all access points. Plainclothes teams will be in the crowds looking for any suspicious persons or activity. However, NYPD Commissioner Keechan Sewell says there have been no credible threats ahead of this weekend's marathon. I will tell you at the top this time that there are no specific credible threats directed toward New York City, to the marathon, or to any of the events surrounding the race. As usual, however... The NYPD's uniform presence will be evident wherever one looks this weekend. Our efforts will again include much the public will see and much you will not see. Runners will take their mark for the 2022 New York City Marathon this Sunday, November 6th. Cloudy skies are in the forecast for the premier event, but temperatures will be on the warmer side as thousands of athletes cross the finish line. And that is all from me, Sonny. Back over to you. Thanks, Gwen. That's my VOA colleague, Gwen Uten. Taking a look at the men's field in Sunday's New York City Marathon, Kenya's Albert Career has returned to defend his title. I have to focus first 
to put all my mind on 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 the road put all my energy clear my mind and then it studies how i i prefer my my mental fitness as athlete there is sometimes that you reach a certain point that you let's say the pace is high and you have to push it so you have to to relax relax thing about how the, you 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 can regain your energy and then you 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 will have to to to, to motivate yourself stick with the pace and in terms of sticking with the pace the reigning new york city marathon champion albert career is expected to be challenged by the reigning Boston Marathon champion, fellow Kenyan Evans Chibet. Chibet made his pre-race comments in Swahili. We'll hear the English translation now from his coach. Okay, he, he mostly speaked about what, what he would like to feel on, on Sunday. And then he said that, of course, uh, more or less he would like to reach 30K with good feelings. And then to start putting his focus, his mental focus in approaching 35. And then from there, if he feels okay to do something similar to what he did in Boston, like to try his chances to go and to win the race. Evans Chibet won the men's race in Boston on April 18th. The women's race in Boston was won by reigning Olympic champion Paris Jepcherchir of Kenya. She was originally planning to run in New York on Sunday but withdrew last month because of injury. In this sunny side of sports highlight for 2022, I salute Chibet and Jep Churchier for their Boston Marathon titles. Let's give a sunny side of sports salute to Kenyan athletes Evans Chibet and Paris Jep Churchier, who won the men's and women's titles at the Boston Marathon. Ladies first, Olympic champion Jep Churchier won a thrilling race against Ethiopia's Ababo Yeshene in a seesaw sprint to the finish line. The two traded places eight times in the final mile before Jep Churchier pulled ahead for good on Boylston Street in Boston. Her winning time? Two hours, 21 minutes, and one second. Ababel Yeshene clocked two hours, 21 minutes, and five seconds. And Mary Ngugi of Kenya placed third in two hours, 21 minutes, and 32 seconds. Paris Jep Churchier earned a first place prize of $150,000 and Boston's traditional gilded olive wreath to go with her Olympic gold medal from Japan and 2021 New York City Marathon title. In the men's race in Boston, Evans Chibet won his fourth career marathon after previous wins in Argentina, Japan, and Spain. Chibet finished in two hours, six minutes, and 51 seconds. Kenyan countrymen Lawrence Chirono and Benson Capruto finished second and third, respectively. Chirono, the 2019 Boston champion, finished 30 seconds back. And defending Boston champion Capruto was 36 seconds back. Hello, sports fans. This is Paul Tergat, marathon champion from Kenya. You are listening to the Sony side of sports on the Voice of America. Voice of America. 
the 126th running of the world's oldest annual marathon saw the Boston race return to its traditional spring start for the first time since the onset of the coronavirus pandemic. Organizers say more than 28,000 runners started the race. Elsewhere in African athletics, a Kenyan woman has built on her country's great heritage in the sport by co-founding a running shoe company. VOA's Carol Gunsberg tells us more. Navalaya Osembo is the CEO of Enda, a company that makes running footwear and apparel. She aims to build on Kenya's reputation as a global leader in distance running by producing shoes while creating jobs. When you consider just how successful we've been in the running space, but then also against a backdrop of poverty and high unemployment, why can't we as Kenya also create economic advantage in the running space, which we are very well known for? Osembo co-founded Enda with Weldon Kennedy, a social activist and running shoe nerd. They met in 2015 and began discussing how Kenyans could benefit from their running culture. Footwear is really the, the tool of the runner, is, is the running shoe. And so if we are going to make a big splash as Kenya on the running scene, it had to be shoes. And also it's because it hadn't been done before, so we had to try to do it. Ender produces shoes for daily training, longer distance, and trail running. All are made in partnership with Emoja Rubber Products, a shoe manufacturing company based in the coastal town of Kilifi. Enda's high-performance shoes aren't cheap, with a suggested retail price starting at $120. 80% of Enda's customers are in the United States, 8% in Europe, and 12% in Kenya. One of those customers is Henry Wanyoaiki, a Kenyan Paralympic champion. The blind, long-distance runner has used Enda's shoes for four years. They are shoes for trading, like now what I'm wearing today. And also we have the shoe for competition. Eda is one of the, the what we can show to the world. This is something which has been made in Kenya. I feel good because I'm promoting Kenya. Run Repeat, a U.S.-based website that reviews running shoes, says running has increased in popularity over the last decade. Enda looks to expand beyond elite athletes into the recreational running space that is growing both in Kenya and across the world. Carol Gunsberg... VOA News. Hi guys, I'm Ferdinand Omanyala, the fastest man in Africa, African 100 meter record holder. And now you're listening to Sunny Side of Sports on The Voice of America. The Sunny Side of Sports remembers Wilson Kipragut, the first Kenyan to win a medal at the Olympic Games, who died November 1st at the age of 84. Kipragut won a bronze medal in the men's 800 meters race at the 1964 Olympics in Tokyo. And he followed that up by winning a silver medal at 800 meters at the 1968 Olympics in Mexico City. In a statement, Athletics Kenya said, and I quote, We are deeply saddened by the death of one of Kenya's pioneering athletes. The renowned Kenyan middle distance legend passed away after a long illness. Hi, I'm Kim Lewis. Join me and our panel of journalists as we discuss the top stories of the week, including political candidates who are making their final pitches for the highly anticipated midterm elections on November 8th. Results will set the balance of power in Congress and state capitals around the country. 
We'll examine this and more on Issues in the News this Saturday and Sunday on The Voice of America. You're listening to the sunny side of sports on The Voice of America. Hi, this is Larry London, the host of VOA's Border Crossings, where we feature music and interviews along with your favorite artists from around the world. Tune in and interact live with us here in Washington, D.C. Hello, Shirin. Hello, Larry. Good. How are you tonight? Border Crossings comes to you Monday through Friday at 1500 UTC GMT. Thanks, Larry. That's Larry London, a man who's always ready to cross musical borders. I encourage our sunny side of sports listeners to follow me on Facebook and Twitter. My Facebook address is facebook.com forward slash VOA Sunny. Once again, that address, facebook.com forward slash VOA Sunny. And my Twitter handle is at VOA Sunny Sports. Once again, my Twitter handle at VOA Sunny Sports. Here in the United States, the Houston Astros are one victory away from their second World Series baseball title. The Astros edged the Philadelphia Phillies Thursday night 3 2 to take a three-games-to-two lead in the best-of-seven championship series. The AP's Michael Luongo reports from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Rookie shortstop Jeremy Pena drove a pair of runs up. The Astros move one win closer to their first world championship since 2017 with a 3-2 win over the Phillies in Game 5 of the World Series. Pena had an RBI single in the top of the first. He then broke a 1-1 tie in the top of the fourth of the solo home run, the first by a rookie shortstop in World Series history. I just go out and enjoy it, and I have fun, play hard. I'll play my game and then just trust my preparation. Kyle Schwarber homer for the Phils, who trailed his best of seven series, three games to two. No one said this was easy. And, uh, you know, we've we've overcame a lot of things throughout the course of this year to uh, be in this position that we're at. And uh, I think when we get when we get there, you're going to see, um, you know, a really resilient club and we're going to play to the, the very end and uh, we're going to see where it takes us. Michael Luongo, Philadelphia. Thanks, Michael. The World Series now moves to Houston, Texas for Game 6 on Saturday night. And once again, if the Houston Astros win on their home field, they will have captured their second World Series baseball title. At our morning staff meeting, I gave a sunny side of sports salute to my VOA colleague, Keith Wallace, I threw out a World Series trivia question. When did the Astros move to the American League? The Astros used to be in the National League, but then they moved to the American League. The World Series features the champions of the American and National Leagues. When did the Astros move to the American League? Anybody get it? Anybody get it? I know Keith Wallace got it. 2013. 2013 is when the Astros moved to the American League. And that was due to Major League Baseball realignment. 
in the National Basketball Association Thursday night. The Orlando Magic and the Denver Nuggets both posted victories. The AP's Dave Ferry reports. Aaron Gordon and Nikola Jokic were the stars in the Nuggets' 122-110 win over the Thunder. The Thunder erased a 14-point halftime lead and led 93-91 before falling. Gordon provided 23 of his team-high 27 points in the first half as Denver ended Oklahoma City's four-game winning streak. Jokic posted his third triple-double of the season and 79th of his career, finishing with 15 points, 13 rebounds, and 13 assists. In the end... Like, we, we made the stops when we needed, and we executed. I mean, that's why we probably win the game. Shea Gilgis-Alexander led all scorers with 37 points. We just stuck with the game plan coming out of halftime, um, tightened up a couple screws. Um, and then towards the fourth, I think we loosened up a little bit defensively, rotations and stuff like that. When a team's as good as they are, they make you pay. Um, they've been so down the stretch. The Magic stormed back from a 16-point second-half deficit to hand the Warriors their fourth straight loss, 131-29. Jalen Suggs scored nine of his 26 points in the final two minutes, allowing Orlando to secure just its second win in nine games. Whether we were up, whether we were down, uh, you know, we stayed the course, you know, we trust the game plan, and um, it was a great team win. Everybody contributed. Uh, everybody played great minutes. Rookie Paulo Banquero had another strong game, delivering 12 points in the last half of the third quarter. My teammates just tell me, you know, Leave that in the first half. You know, it's a, it's a long game. You know, you're going to have plenty of opportunities to make up for it. And uh, I just wanted to help give us a lift. He finished with 22 points and eight rebounds as the Magic dropped the defending champs to 0-5 on the road this season. Stephen Curry had 39 points and nine assists for the Warriors. I'm Dave Ferry. Thanks, Dave. In more NBA news, Philadelphia 76ers star James Harden is expected to be sidelined about a month with a tendon strain in his right foot. The 33-year-old Harden was injured in Philadelphia on Wednesday during a loss to my beloved Washington Wizards. Harden stumbled on a drive to the basket early in the game, and he remained on his back in pain before he got up and returned to the game. Harden still scored 24 points. The Sixers have a record of four wins and five losses heading into Friday night's home game against the New York Knicks. Harden's injury comes at a bad, bad point for Philadelphia. The Sixers have already been hampered this season playing games without NBA scoring champion Joel Embiid. The big Cameroonian star has been sidelined recently because of the flu. James Harden averaged 22 points and 10 assists during the first nine games of the NBA season. He won the league's most valuable player award in 2018. This is Colonel Sam Amedu, retired. President FIBA Africa Zone 3. You are once more listening to Sunny Side of Sports on the Voice of America. Thank you very much and have a good day. Thank you very much, Colonel Sam, and I hope you have a good day, too. Hello, this is Heather Maxwell, host of Music Time in Africa. Join me every Saturday and Sunday for an hour of awesome African music. Like to stay on top of new music trends? Breakout artists? New releases? 
Maybe you just love the classic styles and artists of the past. Or simply the sound and feel of a good beat. Whatever your pleasure, you can get it every week right here on Music Time in Africa. So join me on your local FM station, Saturdays and Sundays at 1500 and 2000 UTC. Thanks, Heather. Samson Omale joins us once again with another extra spicy package of African sports news. Sporty Friday greetings, Samson. Sporty Friday greetings to you too, Sunny. We begin the wrap of Africa sports highlights for this weekend in Abidjan, Cote d'Ivoire, where the draws for the elite 16 qualifying round for season three of the Basketball Africa League were conducted at the FIBA Africa office in Abidjan on Thursday. The Ivorian city of Abidjan will host the West Division from November 14th to the 19th, while the East Division will take place in Johannesburg from November 22nd to the 27th. Two teams, MBA Academy Africa and Elan Cotton, entered the Elite 16 round as wild cards. The 16 teams are divided into four groups of four and they will compete for the six places available for the BAL regular schedule for 2023. Julian Ferran is a FIBA Africa competitions manager. He conducted the draws. In total, 16 teams will participate in this Elite 16. There are nine teams coming from the group phase of the Road to BL. Competition held from 12 to 13 October with four groups of competition. We have also six teams automatically qualify for the Elite 16. This qualification is a result of their participation in the conference of BL 2. 2022. In athletics, organizers of the Lagos Women Run on Thursday said that over 25,000 women from all walks of life will participate in the 2022 Lagos Women Run. The coordinator, Tayo Popola, said the seventh edition of the race will take place on November the 12th. Popola said that the race had given women across the country a platform to network and improve on their health, while the elite runners have the opportunity to assess their performances. Winner of the Lagos Women's Run will go home with about 2,000 dollars cash prize while others will have consolation prizes in tennis news world number two and tunisian Ons jobor beat jessica pegula 166363 in sensational style to win her first game at the wta finals in fourth world texas united states the tunisian lost her opening match to arena sabalenka and after falling a set behind in her second tie against pegula gave a great response to claw her way back into the contest jobor lost to sabalenka in her opening match on her finals debut but kept alive her hopes of progressing with the impressive comeback win against Pigula. Uh, she was playing really well and she was playing very fast. The balls were, were tough, very low, and I know she likes to play the balls like that. And um, I just had to find that click, you know, to just change up the rhythm and impose my game more than her game. The 28-year-old, the first player from Tunisia to win at the season-ending event, meet Sakari in her final group match. In mixed martial art news, Nigerian New Zealand mixed martial artist, middleweight champion Israel Adesonya is looking forward to make his sixth title defense of his belt on Saturday the 12th of November 2022 against former kickboxing rival Alex Pereira at the UFC 281. The last style bender, 
as Adesanya is popularly called, has already been beaten twice by Pereira, losing a controversial decision to the Brazilian in 2017 before being brutally knocked out by him in their rematch the following year. Adesanya predicts his rival will struggle just minutes into their fight because of the intense pace he will bring into the match. This fight has to go each round till someone falls. Trust me, I know who's going to stand. I know who's going to be left standing. But 25 minutes, I, I honestly think within the first five minutes, within the first round, even three minutes with the pace we're going to... I think it's going to be a high pace. He's not going to be able to keep that high pace. In the first round, you're going to see him start to fold. He's not going to be able to keep that high pace. I know, I, know, I know the kind of pace I can put. So, yeah, if it's going to play a factor, if, if they think it's going to help them, well, kudos to them. Good luck to them. Adesanya most recently competed in July when he defeated Jared Kanonier by unanimous decision. He's undefeated at the middleweight division. In rugby news, Kenya outsmarted Uganda in a clinical display to register a comprehensive 23-3 victory in the Rugby Africa Women's Cup Pool B March played at the Mutesa II Stadium in Wankunkuluku. Kenya, by that victory, has now qualified for next year's Rugby Africa Cup, which serves as a qualifier for the inaugural World Women 15th Championships in 2023. Kenya Lioness's head coach is Dennis Mwanja. He says, despite their win, they still have enough room for improvement. It was a good outing for us. We we took advantage of our of playing territory, so we we kept them in their half, kept them under pressure. We also uh, played more faces, so building up faces, resulting in pressure. And also we rushed them in defense, so they trusted in their physicality, but we were able to cut them off uh, to give them pressure balls. So they were not able to have consistent play. We are looking forward to the next assignments and regrouping, preparing for the sevens, and yes, and uh, every other assignment that's coming our way. We have a long way to go, a lot to learn, and a lot to grow together. In football news, CAF Champions League and CAF Confederations Cup group stage draws will be conducted on Wednesday, the 16th of November, 2022. The draws will be conducted in Cairo, Egypt, starting with CAF Confederations Cup, and thereafter the CAF Champions League will follow. The teams that will participate in the group stages for the CAF Champions League have already been confirmed, while the teams participating in the CAF Confederations Cup have to wait a little longer before they can know their fate in their additional second preliminary round of the competition which will conclude by Wednesday next week. And now to the CAF Women's Champions League. It is rest day on Friday at the ongoing CAF Women's Champions League. Two matches were played on Thursday. In the early kickoff, Memelody Sundowns of South Africa got one of their foot into the semi-final of the CAF Women's Champions League with one game to spare after a convincing 4-0 victory over Wadi Degla at the Grand Star de Marrakesh. Both teams came into the contest with varying fortunes as the title holders seek to continue from a 2-1 opening victory from Bayaso Queens. The Egyptians were looking to bounce back from an unfortunate 1-0 loss to Tipi Mezembe on Monday. Mamelodi Sundowns ladies coach Jerry Chabalala said from the games played so far, coaches and players have learned a lot about the progress made with the women's game on the continent. If we don't learn anything out of the games that we play as players and coaches, that means we, we don't know what we're doing there. But honestly speaking, the game, the previous game, what we've learned from the previous game, uh, there are a lot of concerns there in terms of us giving the ball away too much. 
In Thursday's late kick-off, Bayaso Queens of Nigeria bounced back from a disappointing opening defeat to beat TP Mezembe of DR Congo 2-0. Bayaso Queens coach Domo Okar said the CAF Women's Champions League is a platform that will improve and develop the women's game on the African continent, considering the exposure of the CAF Women's Champions League. It is a, a platform we use to expose our players all over Africa. This is what you, in Europe they have been doing. That's why they have edge over us. In the nearest future, I believe Africa will rule the world because of this Champions League we are playing. We expose them international football, not only in the national team, the club sites. So it has really improved. Every country is improving. And in North Africans, in the next 10 years, I believe they will be the top in Africa. Staying with the women's game, the South African Football Association Chief Executive Officer Tibogo Motlanti has confirmed that they have started implementing some components of the equal pay between the men national team Bafana Bafana and their female counterparts Banyana Banyana. I think it will also need compromise from our male players. As you said, without the corporate backing, it will mean that whatever they were getting, we need to relook at it and ensure that both teams get equal for the equal work they are doing as uh, we have heard the country's uh, president but SAFA has engaged in that process and we are saying yes it's a fair call and we are ready to implement that that's Tibogo Motlante, CEO of the South Africa Football Association. And thanks to Samson Omale for that spicy package of African sports news. And that wraps up the November 4th edition of the show. Thank you for tuning in. And have a nice weekend. I get it. I'm VOA's Sonny Young in Washington. And that's the sunny side of sports.